art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Emerald City Video, this is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. This is another episode of our new release wall, and so this is Russ and Zach. Hello. And uh, we're here to talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, where Quentin Tarantino, uh, I, I feel like he, he, he set a whole new standard for himself with <laughs> foot fetish shots. Oh my god. I, I can't tell whether it's more noticeable now, just because it's such a because it's known like a thing. thing. Yeah, I know. Like I, I don't know, man. Like I remember, like <laughs> I remember watching and like seeing the trailer for Jackie Brown and Bridget Fonda was yeah. like barefoot in the whole thing. Yeah. And shortly after that was when somebody mentioned it or brought it up. Yeah. Uh, and so it's been in my head ever since like '98, yeah. and I've never like noticed it anywhere remotely close to this yeah. much i mean obviously this had a, a little to do with the fact that like half the cast were hippies yeah that's what so i was gonna say I mean, it was a, it is you know, like, like barefoot and everything like that and it's it, in general it's set in you know in los angeles in the late 60s and so yeah, yeah. you get but it was just it was it was really really noticeable <laughs> like yeah. there was there was the shot of the like the hippie girls watching television and there was like yeah. a recurring camera setup that it was yeah. like Oh, here's like four different sets of feet in all different angles. So it literally just like that could be like <laughs> the cover of a foot fetish porn. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that that's not really the the thing we should start with. <laughs> but it was just like I wanted to make sure I mentioned it because like holy crap, it was so fucking noticeable. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Not about the feet, but about the feet. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really a big uh, foot fan. Uh, especially dirty feet, but anyway, that that's a whole different thing. Um, I it. <sighs> Why don't you go first? <laughs> uh, I'll say I really like the performances. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the movie itself felt a little bit too manic for me. Yeah. And part of it, honestly, is that you look back at the classic Tarantino, like the the stories that cut back and forth in his early work, and then yeah. eventually all come together. Yeah. Uh, they were a little bit more disparate. Yeah. In this one, they're all so close together, yeah. and they're all so like very, very near to being connected anyway. Yeah. That it doesn't feel like it's a bunch of disparate things being tied together. It feels like it's a bunch of plot threads that are like heading in the same direction. Yeah. But like almost bumping. It just it feels disorienting almost. Yeah. It it was because I mean the the big thing me was that because it, it wasn't just like in Pulp Fiction where it's like the different storylines yeah and you know yeah there's some you know cutesy shots of like oh yeah. they're walking by and then there's the cut to and the next yeah. thing and things like that is that these are completely really like there's a handful of like coincidental things like yeah. you know uh, uh, oh my god what's Brad Pitt's character's name um, anyway, Cliff, Brad, Cliff um, yeah uh, Cliff Brad Pitt's Booth. character you know ends up meeting uh, the, the, uh, the Manson family. family basically ahead of time before, you know, shit goes down. Yeah. And, and so there's that like, kind yeah. of, but one of the, one of the big problems I found is that he kept, he, he had flashbacks within things, which yeah. were fine. They were kind of, kind of cute, like kind of funny. And they helped build like Leo and, and Cliff's, uh, yeah. or Leo and Brad's, uh, characters well. Um, except 
that there was cuts, and then there was like a lot of um, a lot of old footage, a lot yeah. of you know show footage and things yeah. like that. And we spent a lot of time on the on the set of his shows yeah. and cutting to like show movies that he's done. Yeah. And so like it was this like they spent a lot of time building the character and developing uh, Leo's character. Um, and a, like a little bit of time developing Brad Pitt's character, yeah. but like there was really no reason for any of it. No. Like there's no reason. It was nice to get a character, you know. Get I mean, to honestly, know him and things that like was that, the but... stuff that I liked the best in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of funny that like it doesn't go anywhere because like I feel like there's a movie there. Yeah, no, I mean I want to see the rest of that western that yeah. he was shooting where he's playing the, you know, he's playing the bad guy and yeah. uh, what's his name from Deadwood um, is. Uh, is playing like the good guy that has yeah. the show like and there's this tease that I guess that he's talking about he's trying to get one of uh, one of the shows like actually started oh, supposedly I mean there's always something like yeah, that I'm... kind of around you know his yeah. uh, Tarantino's uh, work but you know let I'm me sure ask... he's, maybe he's just fishing you know and seeing if it let me ask you something. and this again goes back maybe it's just maybe I didn't like the editing of this movie is it general yeah. um did you find some of the flash forwards and flashbacks kind of disorienting? Yeah. I, there well, were two specific things that to yeah. me. Um, one, when they kind of imme- when they went forward from the uh, the set of the show yeah. to like whatever it was four years later, where he like where DiCaprio's character was uh, essentially over the hill and struggling to find work. Yeah. Like, I didn't until dialogue delivered that information about 10 minutes later I didn't yeah. realize that we had jumped forward that much yeah. I thought it was like the next day yeah and then similarly there's a sequence that explains kind of why nobody in town wants to work with Cliff yeah and that appears to have been cutting back to somewhere in between the TV show and yeah. the present day yeah. and like I didn't understand like when when Kurt Russell came in and started talking I, I didn't understand that it was a flashback yeah until like we got halfway through it, and I'm just like, oh, so this is a fl- oh, okay. Yeah. Um, did you have that same problem, or is that me? It, it was, that was part of my problem, where it's, like, intercutting. I mean, like, I got that it was a flashback, but I didn't, like, it still was, like, the, because, again, it, it went on for so long. It yeah. wasn't just a, a cutaway, like, right. you know, like a family guy, you know, something like that, like a, an actual flashback that you kind of have be like oh shit that's what remembers it was like that was a full sequence including a fight sequence you know with uh with the guy playing bruce lee and a really weird like over the top bruce lee kind of thing um i was just yeah this was reading like um uh gene's uh review uh over at kung fu magazine oh, yeah. what, do, like, what do you think if you're a fan of bruce lee you're gonna hate this film yeah, yeah. <laughs> because basically they made him out to be a obnoxious prick basically yeah. which is I'm not like I used to be as a kid like when like I was a big fan of Bruce Lee but I don't ever remember reading I mean, anything other than he was a like a, a good person I mean like, he was definitely like cocky and sarcastic yeah, in the way that they showed him in the movie but like Muhammad but, Ali yeah. cocky and sarcastic well not, yeah and also not like a prick like <laughs> there's this there's this setup where like they have Cliff like pick a fight with Bruce Lee because he doesn't because Bruce Lee says he could beat up Muhammad Ali yeah and it's like I, I, I might be misremembering, but I'm pretty sure Bruce and Muhammad Ali ended up friends after after Bruce Lee said said something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because like, 
there was a mutual respect there. And it's yeah, funny because yeah, yeah. they, they like show the mutual respect with the way that Bruce is pontificating about boxing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just it was a weird it was a weird scene and I don't think it added much. Yeah. Um I mean other it, than basically which is weird because it provided you with like some generic background that yeah. like oh Sharon Tate uh, studied with Bruce Lee <coughs> yeah. for the movie she was in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I mean would have been a lot more meaningful if Sharon Tate had to defend herself. Yeah. Instead of like what ended up happening in the third act, which yeah. I won't I guess get into until and unless we decide to do spoilers. Yeah. It's it, it just I I don't know that that just it annoyed me because it was like kind of a uh, and again this is basically riffing on. Um, uh, Jeans review in in Kung Fu magazine. It's just basically it's like it did nothing but it with the purpose just was to bolster um, Cliff's character. Yeah. In that he was that much of a badass and things like that. Yeah. And he threw you know I mean you see some of this in the trailer so it's no you know it's like. But it, I mean these, the other thing about it is it didn't even make me feel like Cliff was more of a badass yeah. it just because it diminished Bruce Lee. It yeah. Like it's it's like oh he can fight the guy who in story we're deciding is uh, uh, an ineffectual loudmouth. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and like basically, which is confusing even within, uh, especially even within the world of Quentin Tarantino who did a two-part film basically, yeah. which was an ode to Bruce Lee. Yeah. And the incredible badassness that he is, yeah. was. Or, you know, and so it's, I don't know, it just was a weird, like, yeah, and I, I mean, don't know. Similarly, there's a, uh, there's, there's not a better time, I guess, than Jimmy. like, talking about the way that he treats major Hollywood figures, like, it's, it's hard to ignore the fact that Roman Polanski gets a big pass for being a creep yeah. in this movie, and it's basically, like, I mean, and granted, yes, the movie takes place in 1969, he hasn't done anything yet, but, like, you don't need to talk about him like he is the greatest filmmaker of his generation. Yeah. And that's... They basically did. Like, this movie well, takes place I right mean, after Rosemary's Baby. I mean, Tarantino is a, is one of his lighter defenders, yeah. like, in the world of, like, of those... Of that weird Hollywood crew that still stand by Polanski. Which I just don't fucking understand. Yeah. Young teenager. <laughs> like... Yeah, drugging and raping. I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah. I always forget about the, the other part, so... Um, but yeah, yeah, just in no. case you thought that it was just like creepy and a bad relation. No. Yeah, like, no, no, it wasn't the. Which is also super well, I mean, weird which is because there's actually. Anyway and not, I mean, never mind that. But it's also there's a weird there's a scene where Cliff has an opportunity to get some roadhead from a hippie girl, and he goes, "How old are you?" Like he. Yeah, yeah. He's like, so so I, it was I, like this weird like. Wait, yeah. what? I I feel like, like. I feel like it was one of those things where. I mean, that might have literally just been, hey, we need to be aware of the fact that we're shilling for Polanski and make sure that people know that we don't think rape is okay. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I really like the performances. I don't think anybody yeah. turned in a bad performance. No. Um, I, I, that said, um, I, the editing didn't do a lot. I, actually, I, it's weird, because the, um... The scene-to-scene -scene editing didn't do a lot for me. The moment-to-moment -moment editing I really liked. Yeah. Like, I really... There was a sh there was a scene where they're shooting a scene in uh, in that pilot, the the one you're talking about they might try to make a TV show of. Yeah, yeah. Where Leonardo DiCaprio's character is the bad guy. And uh, Rick. His name's Rick. Um, yeah. But where Rick's the bad guy, they're shooting the scene, and he, like, flubs a line and gets yeah. all upset. Yeah. And I really liked it because they did like the camera work that would have been the pilot's camera work and yeah. it was not shot on like it wasn't like shot on film stock like a lot of the other stuff was it was obviously like the real the movie's camera 
Yeah. But it like it goes around the outside of uh, Timothy, uh, what's his name's head? Oliphant. Yeah. Oliphant's yeah. head, and like it like basically goes around the hero to give a better look at the villain. Yeah. And uh, and then like when he flubs the line, and they go back to the beginning of like the first first positions basically. Yeah. Uh, you get the thing where it's like. It it's it resets the camera and does that same move again, which yeah, I yeah. thought was a really fun piece of like oh that's like that's yeah. neat because you're acknowledging the like movie within the, the movie. There, there was though a little and like and I don't know if this is just me getting like like back when I was you know back when I was in film school mm-hmm. and, and things like that like I I enjoyed this sort of stuff more but like the weird um uh like there was a bit earlier in the film where they're like literally dealing with film. I'm trying yeah. to remember what it was, like, what the scenario was, because, you know, but, like, just some of the, like, yeah, it's great that there's, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, that's always fun, but it's, the, there's no, like, these are actors, they're not yeah. cinematographers and things like that, so it was weird, um, and, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Pacino's, oh, yeah. uh, Pacino's character talking about how, it's like, oh, I got to see it in a 16 millimeter. I, yeah. There's just some weird things where I guess I guess they would have said it, but I'm like I also don't know what else they would have seen. Yeah. Some of these things in. So it was like I'm like wait, well he wouldn't have seen it on video because they wouldn't have. Yeah. Like yeah, but but anyway, but there. Um, yeah, I mean, it the, might have been. I, the, the the things with editing though that I didn't that I didn't like was the 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 the, the sharp cuts. Like, yeah. where it was just like, oh, we're seeing over time, and yeah. he's just sitting there, and there's, like, another show. It just, it didn't, yeah. they, it didn't fall through on that. Like, there wasn't a lot of that. So yeah, there was also... When a, you don't do it enough, I think I think yeah. it's, like, it, it just pays off as, like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, there was also a jump cut, like, a really obvious yeah. jump cut that bothered me. Um, I can't remember exactly. There was, like, a talk show host, or, like, yeah. there was somebody in a red chair. Yeah. And it was, like, it was an entertainment setting. Yeah. And I don't remember the exactly what, it, but it was the the thing that struck me was there was like a jump cut midline, yeah. and it felt like it didn't feel like it was a creative choice. Like a lot of those jump cuts you're talking about, yeah, like yeah. they're they're creative choices. Yeah, like yeah. it felt like they didn't have coverage, and yeah. so they just had to stick with that. Um, I don't know. Maybe that there like, was a handful of things like that. Like I think that one I actually looked at you. I was like, did did you see that too? Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was weird. Um. But you know it. It had some, it, it kind of had some, like, weird feelings of, and it, it, this makes it sound really bad, but, like, a little bit of, like, unfinished. Like, it felt a rougher cut than normally you'd have with Tarantino's films. Yeah. Like, not even, not even, like, uh, Reservoir Dogs, kind of, which it had a very, you know... Yeah, uh, indie, base, indie feel. Yeah, 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 indie thing, but it, it just had a, like, oh, no, there should be a, you know, something there. Or something yeah. Like that. I don't know. Um... But yeah, I, I to, to go back to the performances though, um, I gotta say like Brad Pitt <laughs> in this like I, he's been kind of putting on for the last I feel like in the last decade, basically he's he's gone into his I'm Brad Pitt phase, kind of yeah. like Al Pacino oh, yeah. went into his Al Pacino, you know, yeah. and drifted more into madness. But um, but <laughs> which I don't necessarily dislike. Right. It's just. Yeah. I just remember 12 Monkeys, and I remember, yeah. you know, that, you know, even Fight Club and things like that, like, where it's like, oh, shit, I forget that this, you know, huge action star, whatever he is, you know, I don't know, he's such a weird, like, yeah. to try to define him, uh, he, like, him and Clooney, it's like, well, he's kind of an action, anyway, but, um, like, there, the moment is, there's a moment where he gets high, um, and 
Like, I was like, holy shit! <laughs> like, that's 12 Monkeys Brad yeah, Pitt! Yeah. Like, that's a different Brad Pitt than, you know, we've seen in fucking 12, 15 years? I mean... Which, again, which I is mean, like, he was he was very much Brad Pitt in yeah. most of this movie. Yeah, yeah, no, Like, was... his, if, if I had to pick a, a performance that this would be, like, adjacent to, yeah. it would it would almost be, like, Burn Before Reading. Yeah, either um, that or I felt like it was, like, it was, like, he's kind of channeling, ha- like, a little bit of Inglorious Bastards and a little bit yeah. of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, but, he, which, he's, he was not yeah. quite intense enough for it to yeah, feel like yeah, Inglorious yeah, Bastards to me. Yeah. I mean, there was another one, too, recently. Oh, you know what? He, he had... He had that like vacant, starry-eyed smile from yeah. Meet Joe Black yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah, in this yeah. movie. So like, it, but so it was that level of Brad Pitt yeah, yeah. until there were a couple of scenes where the script really asked for him to do other things yeah, yeah. and he nailed it. Yeah, so like, yeah. all credit to the guy. Yeah. But like, you're right, that stuck out even more because of the yeah. fact that most of the movie it was like. like I, I think he's gonna get. It. I think he should get a nomination for this just because, like, not only because I just think he will because honestly. Trying to think of so far this year, yeah, like there's not a ton. And there's, Bailey's, there's been a lot of female yeah. uh, like for performances, yeah. but but not really like I don't know, yeah. you know. And this and this is the kind of movie that just is begging for a handful yeah. of nominations, yeah. to be honest. I mean, I think DiCaprio, like honestly, this is one of the first times in ages that I've seen DiCaprio actually fucking act. Yeah, um, I thought as, he was, as opposed to react, which is yeah. again what he won the Academy Award for was reacting at, yeah. for that um, fucking what goddamn it film it was, uh, which is a an a decent film, but yeah. not. I don't think he deserved it for that. Like, but anyway. But um, I know Reddit would kill me if they. Had <laughs> Michelle They're... is already tuning us out. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've uh, never been a. I'm a fan of Leo DiCaprio, but I don't think he's that good of an actor. Um, but he was again. Like I think. I mean, this is one of the problems with. He's an actor dealing with you know failing in career yeah. and things like that and usually those are the best roles because then they get to fucking act yeah. you know a little bit um as opposed to you know they get to deal with their own self yeah. whatever and, bullshit, and it's also nice like because like yeah. since he was playing an actor and yeah. since he's a struggling actor so he's kind of taking whatever jobs present themselves yeah it's like you got to see him in a really wide range of of like situations yeah yeah um I, I liked his post credits or mid credits <laughs> stinger, yeah. uh, which it's it, it's not it's not within the timeline of the movie, so it doesn't even spoil whether yeah. he lives or dies. To just say like the post credit or the mid credits like coda scene is uh, like just as the credit cr- crawl starts is him doing an old like TV commercial for, yeah. for cigarettes, red, for apple, red cigarettes. apple cigarettes, yeah, Tarantino's brand, yeah. Yeah. Um, as opposed to nails, which is Kevin Smith's yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you want to you want to talk spoilers real quick or no? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's go into spoilers. Uh, okay, so everybody uh, at this point, I'll I'll say for me at least uh, before we go into spoilers, I'll just give the uh, for me I, I thought the performances carried it and yeah. the the filmmaking was not all there. I'd yeah. give it like three and a half stars because three feels a little bit low, but like it's definitely not a four star movie. Uh, uh, see, I was gonna go in like, wait, is that out of five? Yeah, out of four. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I guess, I guess I'd agree. I always hate out of four anyway. But I, I think uh, we did. Like, out of, I thought we. It'd I be think... like for me, it'd be like an eight out of ten. Yeah. Or uh, or a four out of five. Like I feel like it's a it's a passing grade. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like what. It's certainly better than Hateful Eight. Yeah, I oh, just yeah. didn't like Hateful Eight. Neither did I. Um, In fact, we we trashed it on this podcast. Yeah, and I think that you know, and again, it is it does have some similarities in the fact that like the performances 
were that except that was such it was a stage i mean that yeah. was a play i think we actually said like it was like that was basically it basically was like yeah. a play um I, and i, I was I, something just now occurred to me like i was thinking like this is the first tarantino movie in a while that you see that you've seen where there wasn't like a bunch of racial slurs being yelled yeah i don't think there were any people of color in this movie yeah other than uh, bruce lee Bru- well there was a <laughs> there was bruce lee and then there was like, like a handful of like mexican bartenders and uh and valets yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah that's a, it's a super white movie which never really well i mean it's hollywood in the 60s yeah i I mean so i mean it's not it is i mean which is something that tarantino kind of always does it's like he sets it up so that like i do feel like tarantino has been diverse enough in some of his other movies that i just i don't think it's i think it's the first film he's done that he no one said the n-word Oh yeah, I think that's. I mean, that was the biggest thing that like I just realized that I'm like, holy shit, like. Yeah. I think I think that even in Hateful Eight, somebody said the. No, I, mean, I don't think so. But, <laughs> but um, actually, I think possibly might might have. Um, but that's it is actually that that is interesting. I mean, it's uh, it is a film though that's like you're not really no, none of the Manson girls and or him was in yeah. it and um yeah I mean the guy the guy playing Manson I think was pretty fucking manson but yeah. on the other hand you saw seems, him for four seconds yeah no i also i'm like it's kind of a that's yeah. kind of a character you can yeah. easily play to some yeah. level i think as long as you have the look yeah which you have the look you know all right so spoilers yeah. for real now um uh, yeah the the, the biggest thing uh, that that sticks out obviously is that it's a very much like inglorious bastards is another alternate yeah. history movie <laughs> and has the and has fire and has the blowtorch oh yeah, yeah yeah um I'm torn on this one because, like, uh, I do kind of feel like it's a little disrespectful to the people who actually, like, to the survivors of these people who were murdered to be like, oh, no, here's a movie where it all just, it was fine. It was fine. And they all made more movies and everybody was happy. Like, I don't, and it's like, certainly that's, like, that's a hopeful and positive kind of look at it. And it, I know that, like, I saw somebody tweet, earlier that it was like this great like that the whole movie was felt like a, a love letter to Sharon Tate um I mean I guess the the 10 minutes she was in it felt yeah. like a love letter to her but um but I don't know to me it felt a little yeah. gauche uh, I, I can't decide if it if it was like a good inspirational beat or if it was like huh that's kind of uncomfortable. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty well established on my feelings about like true crime stuff in general, yeah. where I'm not. I don't really find it enjoyable. I don't want to listen to it. I don't, you know, mm. coming from a person who regularly reads <laughs> about genocides and things like that, but like to make entertainment about like real real yeah. life deaths. I mean, obviously, this specifically did not do that. Right. Um, and I I wish that they had spent less time with Sharon Tate. Um, because I think then I would feel better about what they had done. If basically this was like an entire film about the people around this big incident that happened, which I usually, I really enjoy those type of films where you're like, Oh no, no, no. There's this big, you know, like, you know, like the films, like if you're going to do a film about 9-11 to me, you don't do a film about the people running into 9-11. You do the film about, you know, like somebody lives in you know midtown or something like that yeah. and going about their day and dealing with it and things like that whatever um you know i but the fact that they had her and she like you really you spent enough time with her and kind of like she was just so happy and enjoying her life mm-hmm. and everything was going great for her um 
it's it's hard to know like especially like if you've read anything about the details of like yeah. the murder and how she was murdered and and the fact that you spent some enough time with like the Manson kid the people that yeah. um you didn't hate them you know it's like one of those she's like you didn't hate them you didn't whatever you yeah. felt like a little bit for them because you got to know him, but you didn't really spend, you didn't see Manson at all. Yeah. He was gone the entire, which I mean, story-wise, that's how it happened, but right. he, he, you know, um, so it was one of those, like, uh, you didn't get to see how they were manipulated into doing this, and, yeah. uh, you know, and whatever, whatever the discussion is, you know, I'm not going to get into that, but, but the fact that, like, you didn't see that, you know, these people weren't, were basically built into being murderers to some mm-hmm. level and have this thing. And then, you know, you have the one moment where I forget what, who's the person name is that ran away. Um, uh, because that, 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 that person, that, uh, that character is somebody Yeah. like, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I've just mumbled through that, but it, it, it's, I'm just, I don't, I don't necessarily feel good about it. And like, it's, it's, the fact that this film is billed so much as like a love letter to the 50 to yeah. like 50s and 60s film or it's like yeah but i don't know i feel like i don't know maybe the maybe the the manson murders were the were like the a moment in time that changed hollywood and changed things yeah i don't feel that i don't see that it didn't change cinema like that's not yeah. when cinema changed it's not when like Hollywood changed. I mean, and maybe, you know, somebody who lived through that time period in Hollywood would say otherwise. Um, but you know, I've read enough about yeah. the time I've read enough about film and things like that, that I've never really felt that it, it did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not like, you know, the, the code changes in yeah. film that changed how Hollywood works or it's not, you know, the stuff you read in Hollywood Bible on, you yeah. know, that book. And, and, uh, and so I, I don't, no, I think that somebody who is more obsessed with not and obsessed is too strong a word, maybe but more interested in in serial killers and true crime yeah. and things like that, that maybe, you know, maybe he is, uh, than Tarantino is, or, or just, you know, many people are, obviously. Um, I think that maybe it was more to me that's like it's more important versus, you know, a, a handful of actors uh, you know, uh, Sharon Tate and a handful of other people who weren't, I don't know how to not diminish it, but it's like, it's not like, you know, Cary Grant didn't get murdered. Right. You know I mean? It's like, it didn't change, you know, things like right. there's an up and coming starlet who yeah, was killed like and the next, and Polanski's... The, the next day Hollywood basically would, was still moving. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Polanski was out of town and also like, he didn't it's not like it changed his filmmaking yeah um you know he was he was making dark and scary films beforehand continue to make you know films along those lines and so it's just it's just like to me it's it's a terrible thing that happened and i don't know why it's in this like has centered in so much of this film that yeah. thing and i get it that that's the the hit but it's like the film isn't called that. It's not, you know, the, yeah, even the, a lot of the advertising is not necessarily around yeah, that. Yeah, they don't really play it up at all. I, I kind of, I kept forgetting yeah. that the Mansons and that Sharon Tate were a, like a part of this. Yeah. And then like somebody would say something and I'd, oh yeah, that's like the, that's like a thing in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And, and that it's kind of the same way in story. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> and part of it is because you don't know 
like unless you know that it's an alternate history yeah. and so you don't know that like it's not all building to her being gruesomely murdered yeah and so she disappears for long stretches of time and then she comes back yeah. and like like you said it's following her around like shortly after her first big movie happened and yeah. she's like happy and having fun and like sneaks into the movie and enjoys it with the audience yeah. and you know revels in how much everybody likes her character on screen yeah. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> all of that feels like it's setting you up for the fall yeah but like then she's gone for 10 minutes and then comes back for a minute yeah. and then, you know it's the fact that you don't know that it seems it it kind of comes across what the moment that you remember that that's happening mm-hmm. and that that's the likely ending of the film it seems somewhat cruel yeah um to either not have the factual payoff of yeah. what what happened <laughs> But have a oh no, and then have this the weird ending where, like, I, I just feel like and and again obviously they end up yeah. he ends up walking all the way up there, and there's this kind of like, you know thing oh his career is gonna be better because because Roman Polanski's gonna save him basically yeah or something yeah. yeah, and and now he's gonna be in that in circle of people yeah. that are the cool kids or whatever even yeah. though he very distinctly hates hippies and hates these yeah. things which is something I I mean I enjoy that part of the film where no, they're all like yeah. fucking hippies yeah. um but um but it's the fact that like you know that weird things like where she's speaking through the this you know the speaker or whatever yeah and. and but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's confusing. I mean, like the more I think about it, the less, the less I like, not the film, but like, yeah. like that kind of the that thing of it. Of I mean, it. if, if Pitt's, you know, if basically if everybody wasn't so just really great in the film, yeah. it probably, it would be a lot, it would yeah. have been a lot worse for me. You yeah, know, oh, it yeah, like, it just like the hit would have been um, there. And I'll say too, I, I, and this was another thing that was kind of disconcerting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, shit. Kurt, Kurt Russell. Yeah. At one point in the movie, Kurt Russell just starts narrating. Yeah, there's a and, couple of times where at the beginning of the film, towards the beginning, there's some of it, and then there's... Yeah. But it's like, yeah, there's some at the very beginning, but then, like... It doesn't come back until, and it doesn't even happen at the end. And mm-hmm. and again, it's like, and I'm wondering if the implication, because in, in in this movie, Kurt Russell did appear as an actor and yeah, played yeah. a producer. I'm wondering if the implication is that like, at the moment he starts talking, which is shortly before the tape murders. Yeah. Like this is when it becomes a movie again. Yeah. And maybe that's why the history, like the 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 alt, but I feel like that's giving it a lot of credit. Yeah. I just, but like. If you take that away from it, I don't understand why. Because it'd be one thing if it was the beginning and the end. Yeah. But it, it wasn't. It was the beginning and then like half an hour before the end. Yeah. And then he stopped and didn't pick up again. And, it, and it's not like, you know, I mean, in, in like the Big Lebowski, there is, you know, um, what's his name? The the, uh, the the cowboy. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. What's his actor's name? Anyway, uh, um it's gonna bother me anyway uh but like his he is that character you know he's the narrator and like yeah. even when he you meet physically meet him at the bar yeah he's the narr he's still the narrator in that character but like there's no reason why the is he the director or is he just the stunt coordinator person i think he was either the director or the pro- i think he was just a producer cause yeah because he was like his wife was his producing partner. yeah yeah um, and so like so there's no reason why 
he exists, like why his he would be the person in the voiceover. Yeah, other than the to, fact that he's Kurt Russell and so he has a nice voice. Yeah, so. yeah, and so and also, I mean, it just also feels like there's like I I don't get the like the Italian <laughs> jaunt off like because there's you know this large portion of the film where I mean not large portion it's a moderately small yeah. actually um, where he goes off and makes basically spaghetti westerns and does really mm-hmm. well but ends up basically. Um, Pissing away all pissing his money. Pissing away most of his money, which is, you know, whatever. And then having to have a split with uh, um, Cliff, his, you know, his basically... Yeah, best friend slash yeah, hetero yeah, life mate. Yeah, yeah. And so it, there, there was voice over there, which I don't yeah. really understand why that couldn't have been done through just seeing. Yeah. Because I feel like if I had seen a little bit more of him just... He's literally set sightseeing, you know, one or two scenes of him on yeah. a set. And it's like, I don't need to have a weird voiceover where he did did these things. And Which, again, so, is one of those moments where it feels a little bit unfinished because it feels like hmm. Tarantino could have done that. And mm. it would have been a longer movie, which is already fairly long. Yeah. Um, it, it would have been a longer movie. And uh, but but I don't I feel like it would have been better for it. Yeah. I um, feel like there's a lot of scenes you could get like, cut out and, and replace them with. You know, cut down yeah. some of the flashbacks and not not it was yeah some of the flashbacks and also but some of the like mm-hmm. in uh, in movie movies and TV yeah. shows like cut down those scenes. Um, I mean like yeah. <laughs> and there's bits too that oh excuse me. This is what happens when you go to the late movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's bits too that are like very Tarantino that I feel like they uh, they don't do anything for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, there's a whole bit with him and the little girl mm-hmm. that, like, I mean, I get how it pays off because yeah. you get the thing where she, like, because she's, it's like this eight-year-old who's, like, super serious about acting. Yeah. And so it pays off because, like, you can tell that she doesn't particularly respect him. Yeah. And then, like, after he plays that one scene that yeah. he really nails, she's like, that was the best acting ever. And so yeah. I guess you can't really cut this, but it feels like fat the whole time. Uh, and, like, I also do feel like as much as that was a great emotional moment for the character, and I yeah. felt like DiCaprio really nailed it, yeah. again, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Like, everything that he did from, like, minute 10 to minute 100 yeah. was unnecessary because at, at the very beginning of the movie, Pacino's character comes in and is like, I want you to go do spaghetti westerns. We're going to make you a bunch of money. Yeah. And then he's like, no, that's that's degrading. I don't want to do those. And then he, like, goes around Hollywood for a while. He does a bunch of stuff, some good, some bad. And then, like, he just goes and does the spaghetti westerns. Yeah. But, like, it's not like his character grew or changed in any way. It was just like, no, nope, now I'll do them. Yeah. And it's like, why? And I, it, there was no – I don't know. That, that It felt like – it felt like Tarantino just wanted to do a movie about this period in Hollywood, which yeah. is totally fine. Yeah. But, like, the idea of, like, the Spaghetti Western, like, sidetrack was weird because, like, yeah, it felt like a sidetrack when he went there. Mm-hmm. But, like, it also felt like everything before he went there was a sidetrack yeah. because what he should have done was just gone and done it. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just a weird, like, I don't know. It, it feels like there's, like, three movies that are all fighting to be made in here, and ultimately none of them completely gets made yeah yeah and it's it's because and it's weird because it's like none of it none of it actually matters like career-wise and and life-wise yeah until basically because because at the end of the film 
I mean, at least, I mean, again, this is, we're adding yeah. what we believe is to be, which is he goes up and meets, you know, and kind of gets into yeah. the, the Polanski world, potentially, yeah. and finally gets to be basically I mean, it is, the metaphorical house on the hill, yeah. like, you know. I mean, it is and, speculative, but at the same time, like, like from a narrative standpoint, it's the obvious thing that happened. Like, th- yeah. that's what they've pointed yeah. you to, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, it's an enjoyable movie. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's going to be... I don't think that a lot of people are going to love it, because I feel like no. it's it's a lot of inside baseball. Unless you're, like, a big film person, I don't think you're going to like the film stuff. And I think no. that the people who are going for the Manson stuff are going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah. Um, I mean, who are those people? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, fuck you if you're one of those people, but yeah. anyway. Um... But, but so in any event, it's one of those, like, it's it's... I thought it was an enjoyable movie. Like I said, it's it's definitely gets a passing grade for me, but it's not like no part of it feels like it's an essential part of Tarantino's kind of oeuvre. Yeah. I, I will say it's like it's better than a lot of his movies, but that's partly because he runs really hot and cold for me. There yeah. are certain of his movies that I just don't ever need to see again. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is. It is such a weird like versus because I mean the obvious film to me that ha- it has to be compared to is Inglorious Bastards mm-hmm. just because of the alternative history yeah. sort of thing. Either that or Jackie Brown because Jackie Brown is another like it feels like a it almost feels like a Hollywood period piece kind yeah, of. Yeah, I mean yeah. No, I mean I'm just thinking on the you know just thinking on the ending yeah, uh, yeah. sort of thing where it's just uh, and and obviously like Killing Hitler is is a distinctly yeah. one thing. There's there's no one else in in, in yeah. human history that you go, well, if you had an opportunity to kill... Nobody goes, well, if you had an opportunity to kill Stalin, would you kill Stalin? And it's like, yeah. even though Stalin killed more people... But, but so, like, it is, you know, the comparison between, the yeah. you know, stopping the Manson murder and stopping the whatever. Um, you know, I don't know. And yeah. <laughs> even though, I, just the last thing I would add is... He left his wife, his newly 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 wed wife, on, on like a bunch of sleeping pills. Yeah, with a with a dog. Yeah. Okay, who is you know can, can take care of covered his own. in blood by the way. Covered in blood is, because that dog is twenty minutes just, attacking, just attacking Manson people. people. Yeah. Um and um, which by the way is another weird because like the last time he he did that bit it was um. Django and Chain. The last yeah. time he had a dog thing, so it's also like weird because that's something that like in the back of my head was yeah. like because he's all about tro he's all about building his own things. And that it's funny, Tarantino I, things. So I actually that has to mean something to him. I didn't is, I didn't connect it to Django because what I connected it to was I mean because mm-hmm. obviously at the Manson cult like there were free ro- free roaming dogs mm-hmm. and you saw those in the movie yeah. and to me it just felt like it was a very distinct, like, order-disorder thing, where it's, like, there's a bunch of wild dogs roaming around the Manson compound, and, like, that's a direct parallel to Cliff's character, who has, like, the world's best-trained dog that he basically speaks to in English. (laughs) And and so... And was able to give commands while high on LSD, (laughs) which is its own thing. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I also don't... Again, like there's, you, you don't want to get too much into micromanaging, but I do also kind of feel like the, the LSD thing was fun, and like you said, it was a great beat for mm-hmm. for Pitt to get to play. Yeah. But by the time that by that time he was already like incredibly fucking hammered to the point where he was having trouble opening the cans of dog food. Like, why do you like? Yeah. 
need to add LSD on. No, but he had a. Remember, he went oh, out yeah, and that, smoked and right, then came right. back and do it. Yeah, no. But I mean, I think I, I think I think it works to the to the level. Never mind. It's fun I, to me. It's fun anytime yeah, you can have yeah. Brad Pitt, um, especially now that he's like a big. You know, yeah. he's even though honestly I don't know how much bigger he is, but like he's bulkier, like in that sort of weight than as opposed to yeah. like, you know, uh, Fight Club. Yeah, you know, I mean, where he was like skinny as hell, but like ripped. Yeah. Now he looks, you know, I mean he's whatever he's for in his late forties and. Yeah. Um, I mean he's still like he's shirtless in this movie and he still yeah. has like the movie star yeah, body, yeah. but yeah. it's. It's like the movie star body of somebody in their 40s. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's like more of a Steve McQueen sort of thing. Yeah, than a, exactly. But, but um, I think the only thing is like, I think it works just because it um, it takes him down a notch. Yeah. Because so you go two, so it gives you some two teenage girls and a guy who's terrified to begin with. Yeah. You go, oh, no, he just beat the living shit out of it, even if they have a gun. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so, like, to me, that's the only kind of thing that I think... A, whether or not that's the reason, yeah, I think it works better because he's he's stoned out his fucking gourd yeah. and he you know opens the scene with like you guys really are here right yeah, <laughs> Which, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I will say uh, just I, I I liked the 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 handling of the the brutalizing the Manson cult mm-hmm. but uh, I just it was the Chekhov's gun like it waited just too long I was like okay so when's he gonna kill somebody with the can of dog food I just you just knew it was fucking coming yeah, no, yeah. Just, and, and, and it took like I had probably a solid three minutes yeah, into yeah. the fight scene before he finally used it yeah and yeah. and so you're just like it was one of those things where I'm just like come on just get it over with come yeah on. I mean the the blower to- the blowtorch uh, that was flamethrower that, I think that was, was a surprise yeah, yeah that was a, he had it in his <laughs> And I, I will say I really liked uh, I really liked the um, Jay whatever Jay the the other guy who was living in the Polanski house who yeah, yeah. was not the Hungarians yeah yeah um Polish 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 oh uh, yeah, yeah, the Pol- yeah um but I, I I did like his response where he was like <laughs> the uh, the guy's just like oh yeah I I I, I killed her with a a flamethrower. I have a flamethrower on my... And he's like, oh, from this movie! And yeah, 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 yeah. It's fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Uh, all right. <laughs> Any final thoughts before we... Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a film I... You, you see it in theaters. I mean, obviously... I think, obviously... It, it's one of those, too. Like, if you've listened to, to this, or at least two-thirds of this... Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna know whether or not you because I mean it's one of those things it's definitely not for everybody if you're not like a film person I don't think you'd enjoy it um I just I don't think there's enough there there for people who aren't like movie people but like I mean it, it does have I mean I will say like it does have if you're a if you're a Leonardo DiCaprio person you'll like it if you're fair, a Brad yeah. Pitt person you'll like it if you're a um oh my god the woman who plays uh Sharon Tate was that Margot Robbie? Yeah, it's Margot yeah. Robbie. Yeah, yeah. If you're a Margot Robbie person, like, she's she's good in this. Yeah. She's Margot Robbie in yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, she's she's like adorable in this yeah, because yeah. again, they plant they kind of play Sharon Tate like she's a saint, yeah. which is I mean, it's, I'm not complaining yeah, about yeah, it. It's yeah. fine. But like, it's 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 one of those things where you every time you see her, you're just like, ah, oh, she's just so happy. I'm so glad she's yeah. alive. Oh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. But. Uh, but yeah. So. 
I think that's it for me. Uh, like I said, uh, uh, it, it's it's definitely worth watching if you have listened this far and think that it's probably worth watching. Yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those movies where I won't I, I won't say it's absolutely something everybody should watch, but it's definitely not something nobody should watch. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, all right, so yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Be back by noon on the fifth day for more from Emerald City Video, and always remember to rewind your cassettes. A-E-E-N.